The distance between your dreams and reality is called action. How you survive through life takes more than motivation. You gotta grind. Most days I'm humble. Some days I struggle. But every day I... What is up? This is your girl, Rika. Welcome to Eat, Laugh, Hustle, where we give you tools, tips, and strategies to refuel and refocus your mind. Y'all ready for some real conversations? Let's get into it. Happy Friday's Eve. I know everybody loves Friday, but honey, let me tell you, I love Thursday. Thursday by far is my favorite day of the week. See, on Thursday, you get to plan out what your Friday is going to be. And then when Friday come around, you get to execute that thing. And let me just say, we stay turned over here on a good Friday. I'm just saying, I'm saying I'm a digress though. But I will tell you that since I've been retired, every day seems like a Friday to me. And I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you the mindset that I have. When you're used to going 150 miles per hour, it feels good to slow down just a bit, but it wasn't easy. And to get in this space that I'm in right now of just being mom and wife, it has been truly a journey. And part of it was discovering who I was in this new space of being mom and wife and not working. Because in the military, there is a sense of stability there. And then you get this sense of respect that comes with you just being in uniform. You walk into a room, you garner that respect. Just on the sheer basis of your uniform and your rank. It's a different playing field when you're in the civilian side of the house. So now I'm back at ground zero and I'm trying to understand who I am. So at first it just simply took me just being quiet. Um, I would go to the gym. I would come home from the gym. I would make my bed. I would get a cup of coffee. I would sit outside. I would actually look at the trees blow and listen to the birds chirp. And I'm not bragging. I'm just letting you know, it took me a minute to just be still. Then after I was still for a while, it was like, okay, now what's next, Rika? And I kept getting the phone calls like, okay, well, um, do you want a job? Are you looking for a job? Oh, I'm about to start this job. And, you know, the people that I was transitioning with out of the military, they were retiring too. They were just really on this hunt for a job. And in my mind, it was just like God was telling me, nope, be still, be still. The blessing was having a friend who had already retired previously, like the previous year. And she would come and we would have lunch and it was just refreshing to see her living life on her own terms and knowing that that could be me. And I was just like, wait a minute, hold up. Like, I want that. And even though she was an empty nester and her daughter's off at college, it was still like, wait a minute, I can still be living life on my own terms. Because in the military, everything is about a standard all the way down to your weight. So you get so caught up in meeting these standards. Now you're on your own terms. And I truly had to figure out what did my terms look like. So I sat down, I started with audiobooks, and I hadn't listened to an audiobook in like 20 years. I'm telling you, 20 years, I really had had time to listen to an audiobook, let's long pick up a hard copy book and pin it back, highlight it, just digest the information. It had been so long since I did that. Then I got back to writing, which is my first love, my first passion. And it was like, oh my word, that felt so good. But uh, 
Why did it take so long? It took so long because I was going 250 miles per hour and it was just controlled chaos. You find yourself being in the eye of the storm where everything seems peaceful, but baby, you and I know how chaotic it is out there and you don't have peace of mind. I mean, you're making peace, you're compartmentalizing, and then all of a sudden, all of that comes crashing down and then what do you have? So then I went on my bookshelf. I'm telling you, I went on my bookshelf and after ODing on audiobooks for like a month, I start reading the book Prayer Jabez. It's a quick read, I promise you. So if you don't know, the Prayer Jabez is a four-part prayer that's in the Bible. It says, bless me indeed, Lord, enlarge my territories, keep your hand upon me, keep evil away. Now, as I'm going through this book, I'm like, oh man, like why hadn't I read this like a month ago in this 60 day adventure that I was on on rediscovery? The premise of the book is to live a more fulfilled life, to live intentionally and just to overall think bigger, right? And so I was like, hmm, this is exactly what I needed, especially after being in the military for 21 years and this identity shift, this anxiety of not being able to provide for my family. I don't know why that's a thing because I get a pension, but it's this sense of stability of getting paid on the first and the 15th that really haunts you when you think that that's going to stop. And then I started to think like we as women do so much. We do a lot of pouring into other people that we don't pour enough to ourselves. Think about what you do day in and day out, whether you're married or single, civilian or military, we do a lot. We're thinking about what needs to be done with the kids, what needs to be done around the house, what bills need to be paid. You're thinking a little bit for your husband. I'm sorry, a lot of bit for your husband. It's true. Then flip that. You're at work. You're doing your job. You're meeting the expectation of your bosses. Then you look over and now all of a sudden you're doing the job of the person who's sitting next to you should be doing their job, but because you do your job so well, then they put it on your plate. Is it fair? No, it's not fair, but guess what? We take it in stride. Then on top of everything, you come home with a headache feeling like I am depleted. Where do you go to refuel, refocus your mind and your energy? And I'm like, man, why am I feeling this way? How do I not feel this way? What can I do interim to make me feel better? Well, for me, it was having my girlfriends during that period of time that I can call up and have these amazing conversations with that would kind of refocus my energy. And then I would feel so refueled. But then I was like, man, where else can we go to get something like that? I didn't want to talk politics. I didn't want to talk real housewives or whatever, right? I really wanted to talk about things that we deal with on a daily basis, relationship type stuff, stuff to better us, stuff to actually refuel us so that we we can get through and make it through our days. And then it dawned on me, boom, why don't you create that platform? And so here, here is my podcast, a place where our food for thoughts can be something that we actually eat on. And then we can also talk about spa moments where we can retreat in our own space and we don't actually have to leave our homes. Like we can create that in our home. And I know because within these like 60 days, I've done it. After I finished reading this book, which totally blessed me, I suggest you read it. It let me know that, hey, I can really truly live the life that I want to live by first 
pouring back into me so that I can pour into others. And then I wanted to be a person of help, not hindrance. And I've always been that type of person. I've always been the type of person that wanted to be a resource. And so that's what I'm gonna be here for you guys. I am gonna be a resource. One of the hardest things that I had to do in this new season was be still long enough to understand if my purpose was aligning with God's will. So that's your first step. Be still. Be still long enough so God can tell you the next step. Number two, I had to get back to what I was passionate about. While you're in this season of discovering self, it's not going to be easy. It is going to be hard. It's going to be hard because now you're, you're truly walking by faith and not by sight. And you're going to be tempted. And I'm telling you, these temptations going to come and you're going to be like, oh, man, this just got to be God. This just got to be God. Look at God setting this up. Right. And it's a test. It is going to be very overwhelming and it's going to try you, but it is building something in you just for your next season. Honestly, God just wants to know, are you going to lean on your own understanding? Are you going to trust me? Let me tell y'all something. Can I tell y'all what happened to me? Can I just tell y'all? Okay. So here I am. I told y'all I wasn't doing anything. I was just going to go to the gym. I was trying to just sit down, be still within my 60 days. I didn't want to apply for a job. I just wanted to just be home with my kids because I hadn't did that in so long and just get back to being me and understand what civilian life was truly going to be like for me. So in the midst of me doing this, I had submitted an application back in like September time frame. It is now like October when I'm getting this phone call and I'm getting this phone call from this sports organization here and they're asking me, hey, are you still interested in this position? Now, the position was for me to be the EA to one of the GMs. And so, you know, your girl feeling herself, you know, I'm making the phone calls. I'm letting everybody know like, oh, it's about to go down. I have my interview. My phone screening goes well. Then I get to the second round of interview. And they're like, look, we're going to push you to the next level. I make it to actually interviewing with the GM. In my mind, the deal was sealed, right? And a week went past and I just put it in a prayer box. I was just like, Lord, if it's for me, it's for me. And meanwhile, in my gut, I knew I didn't have the job. I'm just going to be honest. Like you get this feeling like, you know, yeah, it ain't for you. But I'm still in my mind also wanted closure. I'm like, well, why, why would God put this in front of me like this? I mean, I'm up in here shaking hands with this GM. Like, what is up, y'all? I was listening to a sermon on consistency, right? And basically being consistent in your actions. And as I'm listening to this sermon, in the sermon, the pastor goes, You know, we got to get to a point where we know that our efforts pleases God. And I didn't know that that was buried deep down in me is that honestly, I just wanted a well done. And I had the, you know, retirement ceremony. I had family and friends tell me how proud they were of me, but I really want to hear God say, well done. And within that sermon, as he's preaching, he goes and he says, God is telling me to tell you, well done. And I broke down because I'm looking at this on my computer and I'm thinking, wow, like that's what I needed. 
And so I go up and I get in the shower because the shower is my sanctuary, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all about that a little bit later. But I get in the shower. I turn on me some praise and worship music. And I get in that shower and I literally start bawling. Like I'm crying and I'm not crying because I am sad or I'm disappointed. I'm crying because it was a release for me. And I was finally letting God have his way. And I was saying, Lord, I didn't know that's what I needed to hear, but thank you. And I was thanking him for his grace, for keeping me in the season because he had provided me everything. Like my bills were still getting paid. I was still, you know, taking care of my kids. I was still healthy. It was just, man, I can't describe it, but I will let you know a peace overcame me and it just gave me peace of mind to letting go, letting me know that God truly orders your steps. And when I got to the point where I was just humble enough in my prayer and I gave it all to God, I washed my face, I washed it off me and I got out of the shower and it was done. It was done. That part of me of wanting that job, having to have that job, making all these. I had, y'all, let me tell y'all, I had made so many plans for my family to be at games. We was about to be up in skyboxes. I don't told friends like, oh, we, we balling. We about to be doing all of this. And really, mm -mm, nope. It wasn't what God had for me. And so I get out of the shower, I dry off and baby for me, putting on some brows and a little lip gloss would do it for me, honey. That, like my basic self, I'm like, let me go ahead and just, I'm, a, I'm about to feel myself for a minute. Thank you, Lord. That's released. Dry my face. Get your face together, girl. You good. Right as I'm doing that, I get a phone call. I answer the phone and guess what? It is the GM personally calling me to say, look, we were really impressed by you. Although we went in a different direction, I just wanted to give you this phone call and let you know that you made a lasting impression on us. Oh, I got off the phone. I was happy. I thanked him because that was like my first really big interview since leaving the military. So I thank him for, you know, building my confidence and let me know that I was capable and able to be in those types of rooms. I got off the phone. And when I got off the phone, it was like, thank you, Lord, for giving me a glimpse for foreshadow because God will foreshadow where you're going to be. You just have to be in tune with who you are in that season and where God is taking you. And so I literally was jumping up and down in my bathroom again, thanking God at this point, not with tears, but with so much joy and so much peace that number one, you would let a GM from a major sports organization give me a phone call to let me know that, hey, although you didn't get the job, man, you it hot. That was enough for me. I closed that door. Let me tell y'all from, I don't know when, people, my kids, people that I transition with, they'll tell you the only thing I ever said I wanted was my own TV show. I was like, I want to be the Black Ellen DeGeneres. Before that interview, I was working on my podcast and then I suddenly stopped. And then I was reminded, you know, you got to get back to what you were doing. Stay on course, stay on course. 
I called a girlfriend up and she was just like, Rika, refocus, baby. Refocus your mind. What God has for you is for you. And there is no denying that. Get back to your podcast. She knew that this was something that I really wanted to do and something that I really had a passion for because we had discussed it over so many doggone, you know, breakfast, lunches and telephone calls. I just want to let you guys know that you will be distracted, but stay the course. Everything that looks good may not be for you. And I'm not saying that I won't ever get a phone call like that again, or I won't ever sit in those types of rooms. I'm okay knowing that I am on the right course right now. And even though that wasn't will for me right then and there, doesn't mean that there's not something bigger in store for me. I had to really now discover what was my love language now. Things had changed. My spouse is now three hours away. Now I am at home with the kids full time. What does that look like? How do I communicate in love? And so I was like, man, let's go on the discovery of finding what my love language is in this season. So my question to you is, do you know your love language? Now, I ain't talking about if you throwing it back and how well you do it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm talking about how do you communicate in love and how do you feel fulfilled in relationships when it comes to love? This is not just for married people, singles. I mean, kids, everybody has a love language. If you don't know what your love language is, that's okay. Stick with me as we get into our lipstick and lace segment. <laughs> Welcome back to Eat, Laugh, Hustle. This is your girl, Rika. We are in our lipstick and lace segment talking about love languages. What is your love language? Do you know how many you have? How many are there? That's a good question. Well, I'm going to answer all those questions for you. We should first start with the author of the book, The Five Languages of Love. The author is Gary Chapman. He wrote the book, The Five Languages of Love. It was first published in 1992, but has been a bestseller since 2009. Since then, he's written several other books involving love languages for singles, couples, children, even military personnel. There's actually an audio version for those who are on the go. So there's no excuse why you can't, you know, read this book. In this book, he outlines five ways to express and experience love. He even gives you a quiz to make it easy for you. So you ain't got to go on this discovery of like, I don't know, do I fit this category? You just answer these questions. Take you about 10 minutes to answer. I've done it. And then at the end, it's going to tell you what your primary and secondary love language is. He groups them in categories of gifts, quality of time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. Now, why are these important? Because if you are with someone and they're not communicating um, with you in your love language, then there's going to be conflict and there's going to be chaos. Do I know this for a fact? Yes, I do. Can I explain? Go ahead, girl. Well, thank you. Say your partner has the love language of, say, acts of service and your love language is words of affirmation. 
but neither of you has communicated that to each other. So this brother's coming in, he's doing laundry, he's doing stuff around the house, and he's feeling like man of the year. You looking at him like, uh, no, sir, you live here just like I do. Yes, you're going to do this laundry. Yes, you're going to fold these clothes. Yes, you're going to wash these dishes because you made them too, right? Now, flip it. She comes and she's sending him morning notes every morning. Oh, I love you. You're amazing. I wish that, you know, you have the most productive day. And he's like, oh my gosh, it's just too early for this, but I love you, but thank you, but it's too early, right? If y'all hadn't known each other's love language, you would have known that, you know, acts of service ain't really doing nothing for her. However, if you would have came and said, you know what, I appreciate everything that you do. You know, you're so strong. I love the way you just, you know, get your ego stroked a little bit now. And you flip that thing on him and you're like, babe, I, I did your laundry, folded it up for you. I know you had a busy week or maybe I packed you a lunch. You begin to appreciate the little things and then you only then do you feel fulfilled in your relationship. When those little things are being taken care of, you really don't get to the big things. Now, When you don't take care of the little things, the little things become big things. And something that's so simple as, man, you could wash your own dishes becomes this issue of you think I'm your maid. I'm not your mama, you know, and it's like, no, I don't even look at you like that. But it's that conversation. And we just don't communicate effectively that way. We don't. We all fail at it. And I know specifically for me. With my husband not being as close anymore, I too suffer with that. I too have an issue with, you know, making sure that I am speaking his love language because Monday through Friday, he's not here with me. So I have to make sure that when he's here, like I take advantage of those moments. So maybe it's doing something I really don't want to do, but in the end, it turns out to be the most amazing experience. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, I know you're thinking, well, that's just with you. Who else did you try this out on? Well, I do have best girlfriends, right? And they are so different in, you know, their relationship status as well as, you know, just their personalities. And so my one girlfriend, she, I like to call her the, the emo thug. These type of thugs hate to be vulnerable. You know what I mean? I mean, these are the ones that you love them to death, but you know, like getting them to talk about their feelings. They're like, look, I ain't got time for that. They better book it up, suck it up. And I'm like, you can't be that way with everybody. And so I put her to the test. And let me tell you, homegirl hit me up, told me I was the modern day hit, y'all. You know, that thing was stroking my ego a little bit. I was like, all right now. But for her, the same thing is distance. Um, it had been some other things going on in a relationship before this, but communication is key in everything. And so the one thing I do like about all my friends is that I can be very transparent and I can tell them how I feel and I can tell them in love. I don't have to call names and do this. And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow. And sometimes they have to give it to me as well. But that's what friendship is about. It's about having those conversations in love and being able to recognize, hey, I want what's best for you. But right now you're going down the wrong path and I want you to do better and it can be better. 
and letting them bust their head open sometimes and letting them learn from it and, you know, having the ability for them to cry on your shoulder. So just in relationships, there is love languages, right? And friendships as well. When you find yourself, you know, constantly pouring into a person, pouring into a person, and you're not being fulfilled in your friendship, question yourself. We do outgrow friends. That doesn't mean that you love them less. That just means that y'all are on two different paths. And sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes there's a bad thing. Remember, God is always going to send someone before you. And there's going to always be someone coming after you. So someone's going to be before you getting experience. And that's why we're having this kind of dialogue that we're having right now to kind of help you navigate what you're feeling. And then there's going to be that other person you're going to have to reach back and be like, girl, been there, done that. Let me tell you what I did. I hope it works for you. And then you are steadily walking your path. And that's how we're all connected. So, hmm, love languages. That is your homework. I want you to go out. If you're single, Find out your love language, especially when you're dating. I do want to do a segment on online dating and how does that play a part when you're looking for someone, right? Um, another thing I want to talk about is when you did it with whomever you're in a relationship with, were you shocked? Were you shocked that yours was different from what you thought? Now, my husband He'll tell you, I hate taking these quizzes because there's so many different nuances and you know, I'm far away. So of course mine is going to be this and I haven't seen you in a week. And if I take it midweek and I'm really missing you, it's going to screw the responses. No, sir. No, sir. You still feel like quality of time is your thing. Yes, it is because he's not here. And yes, sir. Acts of service is your thing because he doesn't get me to do anything for him during a week that a normal wife would normally do. So, hey, I cook dinner, you know, I'm folding laundry, I'm doing things around the house. So when he comes home, I'm mopping the floor or I'm cleaning the counters, I might be dusting and he'd be wanting to bend me over. Sir, get your whole entire life together right now. I'm just taking care of the house. But to him, it's just like, that's the sexiest thing for him. It's weird, but hey, everybody has a quirk about him, right? All right, and I will not confirm nor deny that it has something to do with what I'm wearing. Hmm. Anyways, moving on. What you need to do, though, is go check out your five languages of love. Figure out what your love language is. Communicate that thing, especially if you're in a relationship. Ask your girlfriends to do it. Um, See if you had it right for them. You know how we always say, girl, I know you about gifts because all you like to do is receive gifts and people. you want people to be buying you stuff. Uh, it might surprise you. Remember, the road of discovery doesn't have to be hard. It just requires us to do the work. So let's do the work. Let's figure out what our passions are. Let's see if they align with our purpose. Let's rediscover our love language. It changes from time to time. It may be time to dig deep in, especially if things are chaotic. The book Prayer Jabez, ugh, phenomenal book, short read if you got time. I know they have an audio version. Read that thing going to go. We got to be again to refuel and refocus our mind in small doses so that we can go on about our day. To be honest, I need a place where I can just decompress, get my mind together and be like, all right, coach, put your girl back in. I'm ready. Well, I hope that that place for you can be right here at Eat, Laugh, Hustle.
Well, that is the end of today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Don't forget to connect with me on IG at Eat, Laugh, Hustle. And honeys, remember, there's two things that they can't stop, and that's grace and your hustle. Be blessed.